Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast. This week's episode is titled, Respect is Earned, Not Given, featuring Jeezy. Let's get it. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This week's episode is titled, Respect is Earned, Not Given. Featuring my brother from another month, Jeezy. This week, I want to make sure, as always, I continue to give a shout out to those that not only listen to the podcast, but took the time to leave a comment. I'm really grateful when that takes place because you guys know the number five and a five-star rating will mean a lot to me. I mean, so much so it's like being a 5-2 player in baseball like Mookie Betts or a five-star recruit like Imani Bates in high school. The number five is just symbolic in so many ways. And you know who recognizes that? Michael Casper, who says, what up, though? I love your podcast, and I love listening to the knowledge you have to share with all of us. Give my love to the fam. One love, one love, one love. I appreciate that. I want to give a special shout out to my guy, Tristan Ware. I appreciate this message so much. He says, what up, though? My name is Tristan. I'm from Detroit. Born and raised, I'm 27 years old, and I can't say that I know of anyone that I haven't met in my lifetime as an idol. But Jalen Rose has filled that void for me personally. He is an excellent example of what a man should be, and he inspires me to be the best man I could possibly be. I wish I had the opportunity to meet you in person so that I could tell you how you're an example to me and how you give me hope being a young black man from Detroit. Jalen Rose is someone that I look up to every day that I wake up. I will make sure to listen and support this podcast with a five-star rating every time that I listen. And I've got my dose of hope from who I consider to be a Detroit legend. God bless, brother. We need those Renaissance Man hoodies. I agree. It's so cold in the D. I'm so happy you put that on there. Much love to you too as well, Tristan. And you're right. We definitely got to get some gear and some hoodies. And when that happens, I'm going to make sure you're first in line. This week's episode is titled Respect is earned, not given. So let me paint the picture. I grew up in Detroit in the 1980s amidst the crack era and epidemic sweeping the country. So let me make this very clear. Growing up in Detroit, I knew people doing the right thing. And I knew people that were doing the wrong thing. And it's really tough to stay on the straight and narrow 
where all of the hustlers and drug dealers seemed to be the cool kids that had the fat knots of money in their pocket. It seemed like they got all of the girls. They were VIP as it related to the house parties. It just seems like they were it right now. But also I knew people that went to school, made good decisions, adults that worked at the auto industry. And there was a time, I think I was, I was young. I think I was 11, like 11 or 12. And joyriding in stolen cars was fun. I've done it. And there was a time, however, I recall riding in a stolen tempo. And I hear a couple of my homeboys talking about using that car to go get a Cherokee. So we're riding. The music is up loud. Schoolie D was on. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. And so the song went off and I was like, let me out. They turned around. They slowed down. The car pulled over and let me out. And at that moment, my respect was earned, not given. And here's the thing, everyone. When I asked to be let out of the car, that also forced my friends to look at me in a different light as my own young man, as a leader. I then got a different level of respect from them moving forward because I respected myself in that moment. They were forced to respect me as well. And my next guest grew up in a similar environment as I did, except in Atlanta, Georgia. And he earned his respect by standing out, not by trying to fit in. And up next, this week's guest, Jeezy. What up, though? Welcome back to this week's Renaissance Man. And this is a very special episode because this was personal. It's a family affair. I would like to welcome my brother from another, Jeezy, to the show. What up, family? What up, though? What's up? How you feeling, brother? I appreciate you taking the time for me as always. Always. That's every time, my G. Absolutely. I remember a time in 2008. We were both in Washington, D.C. You had a hit record called My President is Black. We were celebrating Barack Obama's inauguration. Yes. Now, as a Georgia native, you've seen your state after 28 years turn blue for Joe Biden. Right. What was it like to be one of the main influencers to help be a voice in your community to spark that change? I mean, for me, you know, and the pitch is bigger than Biden because he's definitely not the end all be all. Well, I wanted to see and, and I wanted my my people to see that, you know, because I was getting a lot of our votes don't count. And, you know, well, why are we even doing this? And it's just like, nah, we got to mobilize so that we can see, you know, what it is we working with. Like we can see the little movements or, or, or the little shifts. And I'm just so glad they got a chance because when I talked to um, one of my guys at the NAACP, he was telling me early voters uh, last election, it was six hundred fifty thousand. And I was like, what are the numbers for the early voters this election? It was like 1.5. I said, that's a big difference. So I'm just glad they got a chance to see that every vote really does count. And then when it got down to the race, you know, to the last leg of it, 
it was every vote, every small, every vote. And to me, I'm just glad that the people, especially in Georgia, got a chance to see that every vote really does count. And when you go out here and you take your time and you participate, you know, you get results. Yeah. And there's going to be a big Senate race taking place in January. We know how important that's going to be for Democratic versus Republican power in the in the House and in the Senate. There's so many people like yourself in Atlanta that understands the importance of that. Do you have any plans between now and then to continue to make your voice loud as possible? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm here as a vessel. You know, for me, I just want whatever's right for the people. And it's all an uphill battle. And, and, and you know, I'm a fighter. So once, you know, I understand what's going on, I'm all the way, you know, in. And, and I love what Stacey Abrams has been doing. You know, I love how she's going about it. You know, I love the changes that are being made. And this is something big for us, especially Georgia. For Georgia to be blue, I, I never thought I would live to see that. So for this Senate race, I feel like it's the same thing. It's just like we got to mobilize and we got to keep showing our power. You know, that's what we all want. And that's what we all got to get. And I just feel like anything I can do, any big events I got coming up, anything I can tie it to, I'm definitely going to tie that whole race to it because it's that important. As a fan of yours, my brother from another mother, I was excited. I looked down at my phone a couple of hours or so ago, seems like, and you announced right. that you're going to do a versus battle. Gucci, man. Yes, sir. That's going to be epic. Actually, you know, let me say this before I even go there. The battle, when I was talking about big events, we're going to use that battle as well to, um, with that versus as well to um, help them out with, with the whole Senate situation. That's what we on. But yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I can't wait. So I got to bring people behind the curtain, but not bring them too far behind the curtain. So I appreciate right. both of you gentlemen's growth as human beings that have been successful in their own right that could come full circle and not only battle for the art and the culture, but also to give back, as you just mentioned, to the city of Atlanta. So how important is this versus battle going to be? And how excited are you looking forward to it? I mean, I think it's a long time coming. Like, I just feel like, you know, like it's finally, you know, it's, it's about the music. It's about the legacy. And it's in a place where, you know, everybody get a chance to see what it is, you know, and, and what it should have always been. Of course, you know, we always had our thing, but finally, you know, we're going to be in the same room. We're going to, you know, we're going to be in the same place and we're going to press play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Go bring, <laughs> you know, you know, you might have some people in the back going to, you know, get the money counters out. You know what I mean? It's going to be a whole lot of motivation and, 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 and you know, hey, you know what I mean? That Ziploc smell, you feel? Oh, that go on. I know you look 20 years <laughs> younger and all, but yeah, 19, Family. 19. You got <laughs> bars on bars, on hits, on hits, on anthems, on anthems. Where do you start putting together a playlist? I mean, just how you feel. For me, like that, that you know, just all my, you know, and I tell people, I don't, I don't got a catalog. I have mm. real life. Everything I ever said, mm. I meant it. I stand on it. You know what I'm saying? If I said somebody's name, that's because I really know them and we really did something together, you know? So for me, I just feel like however you feel, but it's good you can even go backwards or forwards because, you know, that's what culture does. That's what that's what it's about. And for me, like, you know, I put my heart in, into everything I ever made, you know, whether it's sold or not. So for me, I, I just go with how I feel, man. Like, how I feel, Jalen? That's how I'm coming. <laughs> you feel me? Be crazy. <laughs> this week's episode, yeah. when I realized that I was going to have you be a part of the show, is called Respect 
is earned, not given. Yes, no question. And that's how I've watched your journey as a man, as an artist, as a leader in your community. Right. What was it like to, regardless of your success and your fame, to still maintain that respect and 10 toes down that always comes up when people mention your name? It's about integrity. It's about, you know, pushing the envelope and doing doing what the popular crowd doesn't do. You know, even with this, you know, this versus, you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't what the popular crowd would do. So we're going to get some scrutiny behind that. You know, everybody ain't going to agree, as they shouldn't. But I'm about breaking the mold. You know what I'm saying? I'm about, you know, putting it on display. We ain't lose a draw. So it, as far as, like, you know, when it comes to integrity, like, I was in a position where I was ready to put it all, my freedom and everything on the line for us. So it ain't going to change now that I'm successful. And um, I think to me, everything I do, Jalen, I got to be able to get up and look myself in the mirror in the morning. Mm. And the moment I can't do that, that's when I lost in life. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like to have integrity, you just can't never forget where you came from and what you stand for. And, and it's, it's a battle, you know, just even being in the music industry, even, you know, coming from where I came from, you know, my humble beginnings and going, you know, even hearing some of the music make me think about a lot of the things that I've really been through that I overcame. I'm like, damn, like, that's a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a lot. And um, you got to stay solid throughout it because if you let, you know, if, if you switch up or you, you know, stop being who you are, then you you ain't yourself. And always, my message has always been about evolving. My, my message has always been about corporate thugging. Mm-hmm. I ain't never came in and said, I'm just going to do music. I went, I went even a music person. Like I'm not, I ain't grew up in my mom house writing in my pad and walking around <laughs> with a book bag full of rhymes. I had a book bag full of things, but it wasn't rhymes. You feel me? <laughs> it might've been some paper, but it wasn't no paper. You feel me? <laughs> no question. Yeah. In today's climate, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of artists mention this that being a rapper is a dangerous profession. And unfortunately, a few artists recently with Pop Smoke and even just recently with Benny the Butcher getting shot in the leg and a couple of guys dying. Right. Even King Von. King Von. Dobie, Bankroll Fresh. It's just, you know, even like what's going on Thursday, you know, if you pull the curtains back, it's still a celebration of life to still be here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because because when you went through the worst and you still stand tall, that's a lot. And I think a lot with this this generation now is just like the money is so fast and it's so easy. It's not a lot. The thought press is the thought process is, you know, take each other out because that's what it's about. Like if I take you out, that means it's more for me. Or you know, I don't like to see what you created on your own, so I want to take your light. And if that's your life, then that's what it's gonna cost you. And I just think at the end of the day, like, you know, I ain't here to preach kumbaya, but it's just like, man, if the if the Italians can get along with the mm. with, <laughs> with the with the Irish and and you know what I'm saying? If like, I just I just don't understand, you know, why I gotta come to what it gotta come to. You know, even this kid Vaughn, like I just was got I just got put on this kid and I, and I love Dirk. And I'm like, damn, you finally got an artist. This is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? You were independent from a label. And you got artists that's popping and you and you popping mm-hmm. and y'all about to put something together crazy. And then, boom, you know, just on the humbug, you get killed at a nightclub on an outing and your hood and everybody you was taking care of, everybody you was supporting, all their dreams are shattered. That's not right. 
You know what I mean? I saw that happen with Bankroll Fresh. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just feel like with any business, I ain't never seen nobody from Apple kill somebody from Microsoft. I just ain't never seen it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's just like, you know, we got to figure it out some point because at the end of the day, it's, it's just us. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I ain't going to say I ain't come from it, but at some point, it just got to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. it just can't be for nothing, you know? And that's just the way I see it. So I would just encourage them to, you know, just keep your head on straight. Because you want to get the money, but you want to live to enjoy it, too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You want, you want to make it to a point in the game like myself. You know, I'm dropping my, I think it's ninth studio album. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm having fun. With, like, I'm not even, you know, ain't no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Be, but Because I don't been through some of the worst. But I had my times and the things that I learned, I'm putting it in the music. Because I want you to get the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to know it's, it's about the longevity. And not the quick money. I ain't even get, you know, quick money wasn't even good in the streets. You know, all money ain't good money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you, you got to keep that mindset for the long haul, for the long game. It can't be quick. I'm going to get some money. I'm going to come up. And then that's it. It's like, nah, get some money. Stay alive. Take care of your people. You know what I'm saying? Do it again. And then make sure next time you come back, you got another plan. And you, you know what I mean? And keep it going. So that's what I'm on. Your latest project, you just alluded to it. First off, congratulations. Nine yeah. albums. Multiple mixtapes. Well, now, if you were talking mixtapes, I'm about a, about 100 in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> about 100, 100 in. in. I went platinum a long time ago. platinum on the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> a long time ago. Know. And this one is yeah. Recession 2, November yeah. 20th, 2020. Who's yeah. the motivation and inspiration behind this project? Immediately after this versus battle, man, y'all go get that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know when this air, but yeah. Yeah, go get that. The Recession 2. If anybody know my first recession album was probably one of my best bodies of work ever. And, you know, I really took the time to educate myself. I cut back. I remember parking all my cars and not driving, putting up my jewelry and not hanging out and just just putting my head in newspapers and reading books and articles and just figuring out what the hell was going on. And then I put it in the music the best way I knew how. And um, fast forward to today, a lot of things haven't changed. This that time, you know, we got to we got a black president in, you know what I'm saying? People were happy. It was a celebration, you know. But, you know, fast forward to the day, four months ago, we was in full riot mode. You know what I'm saying? It was it was chaos in the street. It was looting. It was, you know, you name it. It was brutality, black men dying, getting killed for going jogging. And you still got the streets that was messed up and people trying to figure that out. So for me, this time around, you know, I just felt there's a big homie. I got to do it all again, but the best way I know how in the recession too embodies that, you know what I'm saying? From top to bottom, I put the same amount of effort in preparing myself and going about this project as I did in the first one, not to compare, but I took it that serious. Like, so it wasn't one of those things where I did a couple songs. It's like, no, I really want to put my heart and soul into this. And I think I've done that. And I think people are going to really appreciate it because it is a celebration. Yeah. We don't have a black vice president. We got a black, I mean, a black, president. We got a black vice president. She's a woman. So that's a shift. I'm and we got, you know, the Georgia's a blue state now. So that's a shift. And, and, and you know, you got Jizzle and, and Gucci doing a, a versus battle. That's a shift. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're going to keep shifting until we get it. You feel me? Yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure you noticed know not only Arizona and Wisconsin, but your home away from home, Michigan, also flipped. Wow. That's correct. See what I'm saying? Yes, it did. That's different, man. And people got to see and feel it because it just feels like, to me, like changes are happening. You know, whether you like him or you don't, 
things are happening. People are speaking up. People are stepping out and they're not sitting back anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. Proactive, baby. Proactive all the time. And you must speak multiple language in finance because every day I'm looking up, you're doing a different announcement. So yeah. now we see, yo, Def Jam building. Def Jam Records. Shout out to Jeff Houston. Um, like, that's big to me because, you know, I basically started my career at Def Jam. Uh, I've been there, signed there since the first day I signed the contract. And I had an amazing run there just doing, you know, what I do musically. And to be able to be there and do what I do musically, but also be an executive and being able to, you know, pour into these, this next, this upcoming generation and giving them the jewels and the knowledge that I got. I couldn't ask for a better, you know, a better thing because it's what I love. Is when I left the streets, like I would love to tell the little homie, hey, look, man, you know, really and truly, if you really just went about it this way, <laughs> that's who I am. You know what I mean? So to me, it's the best thing that could have ever happened. And, and I'm ready to put some points on the board. And I'm excited for that. And also my new talk show, you know, I took a page out of your book. Mm-hmm. My new talk show, Worth the Conversation on Fox Soul, airs on uh, Wednesday nights mm-hmm. on Fox Soul, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And that's a big deal for me. My first guest was Steve Harvey. You know, I had Dion and I got to get you on there. Like, oh. it, you know, it's just energy, just talking about life and trials and trills and things you went to. Because my whole thing is I just want to add value to people. I want to just keep giving them gems and jewels because that's how I navigated through life. That's how I got here, by listening to people that I'm like, Damn, he did it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so he did have some mishaps. So let me figure out how, not how to feel, how he feels. So my failures would be mine. And um, I just think that's real. Like, not everybody can sit down and talk to Steve Harvey for an hour and ask him anything you want to ask him. Mm-hmm. You don't get that at the barbershop on your auntie front porch. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. Then we got Recession Podcast uh, with Black Effect with Charlemagne the God, which is crazy. My first guest on that was Tony Robbins, and that airs um, on Mondays. And... um. Our uh, last episode was uh, with Freeway from Rock, Rock, Rock Familiar, Jay-Z's camp. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talked about health and his kidney failure, mm. trying to get a kidney and losing his, his son to violence and having to give his son's organs away, you know, to donors. And while he's saying that, he's telling me that his daughter sitting beside him, she had to be about 13, 14, maybe 15. She was just diagnosed with cancer. And I'm just like, mm. how are you keeping all this together, bro? And he just said, you know, God is good. You know, he wouldn't put more, more on me than I can bear. And I just think anybody needs to hear that because we all sit around and complain about shit. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't complain about. We talk about, oh, this ain't working for me. This ain't happening. Like, look at what's going on in real life. And that's what the podcast is about is what's happening in real life with real people. And how can you relate to that? You know what I'm saying? So if you're not going through that, you should know that, you know, Somewhere down the line, you're being blessed because somebody out here is going through some real things and they're handling it while you're complaining about small things, you know, things that don't really matter. This matters. Your kids matter. Your family matter. And that's what the Recession Podcast is about. Just dropping them gems and them jewels, baby. So check that out on Black Effect and wherever you get your podcast on Mondays. Yes. How important is it for Black people, as you mentioned, the Black Effect, to actually have our own unfiltered voice. Mm, it's a real thing. Because if you're getting your knowledge and your news and, and your beliefs from, you know, places where people have their own mindset and it's basically press and it's, it's not real, you know, you can get caught up in the foolery, the bubble. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like Instagram. If you look at it, 
you know, people show you what they want to see. And if you keep putting that around you and that's what you believe, you begin to build a wall around yourself. And when you look around, you're stuck in that wall. So you have to get outside of that wall and talk to real people and hear real things from the culture so that you can understand it. Like, it's really like, just think about if you never heard Tamika Mallory speak, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm grown. Like, I don't been through, I'm like, damn, like, I never thought about it. Like, I need to hear that. That made me, you know, that made me recharge and be like, yo, I need to be doing more. This is a black woman. Yes. And she on the front line, like she's the next up to be, you know, I mean, she's, she's feeling, you know, that Martin Luther King voice, like she's, she's fearless and she's speaking for us. And I'm not going to get that off of CNN. I'm not going to get that off the internet. I'm not going to get that off anywhere. That's coming from a real person. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's what it's about. It got to come from a real place. Got to. Well said. And I appreciate you joining me. But before I let you get out of here, I do a Uh-oh. rapid fire question segment. Oh, called man. On in 60 seconds. All right, first <laughs> question. Here we go. Favorite sports car? Ferrari. Favorite restaurant? I love sushi, man. Nobu all day. Worst Jeezy fashion choice? Some Balenciaga boots I wore to Trey Songs would not let me live. They climbed up the whole week. <laughs> Some Balenciaga boots? I almost lost some friends. I was like, yo, Tupac had them same boots on. Y'all ain't seen anybody him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so when you're riding in the car with your better half, and you right. like me, I'll kick your coverage. Congratulations, sir. For so, sure, for so. Sure. What's your favorite song to play to get you in the mood? Favorite song to play riding with? Oh man, we love we we love Outkast. We love Outkast. Yeah, we love Outkast. That's that's our that's just our bop. You know. So you're a culture setter, and also now you're a CEO at a record label. Correct. Tell me who got now, and tell me who got next. Mm, now I think Lil Baby got now. I think Lil Dirk has next. Sure, for sure. I like that. You like what I call the favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Right. Who is your favorite MC of all time? Tupac, simple. <laughs> Tupac Shakur, the legend. Yeah, that's that guy, man. That's that guy. <laughs> you survived, young Jizzle, from the bottom of the map. Yes, sir. Take the love. Continue to do what you do. Already. And we'll get up and break bread immediately. Already. I hey, appreciate you having me, man. That recession should be out in a minute. Y'all go get that. And uh, I- I'll holler at you, big dog. Hit me when you touch down. We here. Yes, sir. All love. Appreciate you, family. So. Last call. This week's last call is about respecting yourself. So often we want to get the respect and validation of others, but we sometimes fail to realize is that we have to respect ourselves first and then others will do the same. Respecting yourself means giving and defining your own worth and value as a human being. Hmm. This is something to think about. If you do not respect yourself, it would be more difficult for you to respect anyone else as well. So it all begins with you. I'm not perfect by any means, but I strive to be. This week, I am pushing myself and whoever is listening to discover new ways to love and respect yourself. 
Like our guest Jeezy said, one way to respect yourself is to stay true to yourself and your principles. A few things that have helped me is surrounding myself with positive people. For you, it may be following your heart and dreams or taking special time out of your day or week specifically for self-care. As the legendary artist Lauren Hill once said, how you gonna win when you ain't right within? I'm Jalen Rose, the Renaissance Man. See you next time.